if you don't know what business is, you say you're already failing in life. You say, why, pastor? Because your job is a business. Life itself is business. Because when I define business, you say, aha, now I understand. Hallelujah. So we said, life itself is a business. Your job is a business. Ministry is business. You say, okay, pastor, what do you mean? Let's look at the word business. The word business, look at it. What, what do you see here? Business. Your business is your preoccupation. Now, a lot of you are seeing business in another way. Your preoccupation. And that's where we get the word occupation. So your business is whatever you spend your time doing. So if I'm a pastor and I spend my time studying, that is my business. And a lot of people are seeing business differently. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 39 verse 11. Genesis 39 11. Now you notice that Joseph was Potiphar's house boy, so to say. And he grew to the point, he became the steward of Potiphar's house. Look at verse 11. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do what? To do what? His business. So you must have a business approach to life. And that's why if you talk with some folks, especially um, influential folks, that are not saved, they'll tell you they don't want to employ Christians. You say, why? You say, the Christians are not disciplined. Because not many Christians have a business approach to life. And if you even observe life, God doesn't put many of his children in authority. Because many of us are not disciplined. Look for the bookshops that open late. Or the shops that open late. They are owned by Christians. Am I right? You look on towards El Shaddai Business Center. So I'm going to teach you principles of diligence so that you can find yourself moving from one level of success to another. Because for the most part, as Christians, we think prayer is everything. See, and I believe in prayer. But we need to understand the laws of diligence. See, the laws of diligence. In Proverbs 22 verse 29, the Bible says, Seest thou a man that is diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings and not before men. See, diligence. 
Consistency. Discipline. Focus. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. Think about it. The young man went into the house. Nobody was there. So you can see why Joseph was being promoted. By who? By God. And if some of you, if nobody resumes early in your office, you also make up your mind, I'm not going to receive, well, resume early because nobody resumes early. And you forget that promotion comes from God. Hallelujah. I believe it should be said by people, I need to employ a Christian. I need to employ a Christian. Why? Because they are more disciplined. Let me read something to you. Psalm 75. I want to read verse 6 and 7. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. It says God is the judge. He put it down one and set, up, set it up another. So when you, when you walk anywhere, you don't go and do high service. You don't do that. Joseph went to do his business while nobody was watching. You must have a business approach to life. See, if you are in a business or on a job where the focus is, let's say, accounts, make sure while you are there, your focus is accounts. That is your business. That's why sometimes you have people say, what's your business around here? You got no business being here. In other words, you have no reason to be around here. Your business is your activity. You see, see, until you understand certain things in life, you will not be effective. See, understanding is the key to effectiveness. I have a business approach to ministry. See, I got a business approach to ministry. And that's why I keep on creating more value. Creating more value. I buy materials and you say, this one is this one, this one is this one, this one is 300,000 for this training material. I don't consider it too expensive. I, I, I want to learn. I want to be better. Because this is my preoccupation. When you live your life that way, you will win. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I like your silence. Because you never knew life itself was business. You never knew. I remember when I was 20 years old. I started going to the office. I had no office. But I was going to the office. 
Every day at nine o'clock, I had a stool. In fact, when we had moved into a one-room apartment, before we moved to a bigger house, and I had a stool, and I would sit on a chair and put a stool in front of me and put my Bible there and my notebook. I'd gone to office. And I'll walk from 9 to 12 and take break because I knew I was going to be a pastor. And I'll resume later after my break time and study till about 5 o'clock in the evening. That's a business approach. Do you have a business approach to life as a student? There are many students who don't understand the law of consistency. Then if you're a student, you should read your books after every lecture. They don't know this is a business approach. So they are trying to cram before the, 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 the exam. And you get into the hall, they can't remember. They don't have a business approach. The law of consistency. The Bible says, it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. Nobody was there. It didn't matter to Joseph. It didn't matter to Joseph. And you must, you must have that, that approach. The young man was diligent. He went into the house to do his business. What is your business where you work? What is your business where you work? Now some of you where you work, you're never found at your duty post. You're somewhere else. You're talking to your friend that is a typist or whatever. And the person is talking to you and doing their job. That is the one God will promote. See, eh? So, how far now? Yeah, I'm fine, no. Hmm. Now, wow, they go pay us. I think so. The person's doing the person's own job. You are a busy body. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now you're seeing business from another perspective. First Thessalonians 4 verse 11. It says, and let me begin from verse 10. 9 is good. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren, which are Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. And that you study to be quiet, and to do what? To do what? Now, does that mean that everybody here was doing business? No. Find a preoccupation. So I don't have a job. Then find a preoccupation. Go somewhere and say, I want to be an apprentice. The manager of Real FM was telling me a story. That he went to a station. He listened to a message by a man of God that said, find somewhere, walk somewhere. Don't just sit down and eat free food. Many people like free food. And he said he went somewhere and told the people, I want to walk in this station. And... Um, uh, you don't need to pay me. I will come to work every day. And it was working every day. Going to this station every day. Going, so when they wanted to employ, the white man said, why don't we employ you? You've been coming every day. You understand the job. And he got a job. 
until he was brought down to Yenoguan by royal effort. I want you to think about it. There are many people who are looking for jobs. Say, I, I am believing God for a job in your house. In your own house, in your own house. You are believing, I'm believing God. It says, study to be quiet. Don't move around talking, 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 talking. And do your own business. And to work with your own hands as we commanded you. You see that? Your work is business. Your job is business. If you're a student, that is your business. Many don't know. If you're a pastor, the profit of your business is souls being saved. It's not money. Souls. People's lives being changed. That's, your, that's, that's the profit. No matter how much a minister makes, if souls are not being saved, if lives are not being changed, it's a failure. Because in every business, there must be profit. See, there must be profit. And for the ministry, there must be souls being saved. That is how you know as a pastor, whether you're successful, lives must be changed. People should tell you, oh, my marriage is better. That's profit. See, people should tell you, I used to smoke, I don't smoke anymore. That's profit. You must have a business approach. You'll be able to evaluate your success. But many don't. I have no business. They just go to work every day. And uh, praise God, though. <laughs> hey, no business approach. They don't have goals set on the job they do. They don't have goals set. See, you must learn to work as though you're self-employed. As an individual, and, and I found out in my research that individuals that work as though they are self-employed always end up becoming the boss where they work. That's what happened to Joseph. Any work, no work, oh, God don't give us work. When I got come, we go work. What are you saying? What are you saying? I can't use my initiative. And those who will not use initiative cannot lead. So God will not put responsibilities in your hands. There's someone who say, I've been praying for this thing since. I don't know why God hasn't given me that promotion I need. Are you using initiative? How often do you go to work? Not many go. So when you look at your job, Set goals for yourself on your job. What is the goal? A target, something you want to achieve on your job. See? Every day you wake up in the morning, what am I going to achieve today in the office? You know there's no job. You create a job for yourself. You make a report from your office, submit it to your boss, and your boss says, excuse me? These are the things we achieved last month, and um, these are... The guy says, see, I know you're a civil servant, right? I have a business. Do you mind managing it for me? Oh, God, how is the salary? It's attractive. I have to require you to be traveling to Dubai to bring the goods to Yenagua. Can you help me manage it? Oh, God, of course. Why did God promote you? 
because you were diligent. There are some of you where you work, you were in charge of the papers in your office. You don't know how many cartons of paper you have. You're not diligent because you're not paying attention to details. There's something I observe about Jewish people. They pay attention to details. And God has blessed the Jewish man. The Jewish man is always leading. He pays attention to details. You sell clothes. How many shirts are in your shop? How many trousers are in your shop? How many pairs of shoes are in your shop? Before long, you hear them saying, How many we buy again? No details. And you say, God increase me. Why should God increase you? You bought 10 shoes. You cannot tell whether it's 10 or 12 you bought, only 10. If you buy 100,000, how many? We will not know how many you bought. So, so that God will not compound your problem. He leaves you where you are. You see why people are like that? To walk with your own hands as we commanded you. Think about it. That's why wherever I work, I pay attention to details. I see what others don't see. Because the person that will lead is the one that sees what others don't see. Someone that sees before others sees. You notice it. You keep on creating value, adding value to your environment. You know nobody cares about this environment. But you know you're like Joseph. If it worked for Joseph, it will work for me. God is no respect our presence. I gotta have a preoccupation. Verse 12. It says that, that, that he may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that he have lack of nothing. So it tells me it is dishonest not to work. So I'm looking for a job. Get something going. Get something done. See, I'm going to go to church and volunteer. I studied accounting. I am going to go to church and volunteer. I studied administration. I want you to think about it. Or you go to a firm, or maybe a law firm, or something, your lawyer say, Hey, I don't want you to pay me nothing. I just want to, I don't have a job. I just want to work with you. I just want to be attached to you and gain some experience. Say, I'm a lawyer. And supposed to be aiming at least 150 or 170. But I don't have a job. Anything. You know what he said? Aim. So, go somewhere. Before long, the man says, You've been serving so faithfully, you resume earlier than others. So we're going to employ you and give you that job. I read the material about a lady from, from this, I think it was South Korea, from Asia actually. And she resumes at her job. Now this is, if I tell you the time, it, it shocked me. 2.30 every morning. She's in the TV industry in America. 
When she's late, she resumes at 3.30 in the morning. I shouted. I shouted. I want you to think about it. Most of the businesses in America today are being commanded by two sets of group of people. One, the Jew. Second, the Asian. Why? They're diligent. They're diligent. So you better think about it. It says, study to be quiet and to do your own business. What are you supposed to be preoccupied with? You are a student and you spend all your time playing football. Better go and play football than come and fail here. Or you spend all your time gisting. Say they are doing face off NDU. Say we, 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 we shake them in this campus. And you are all the rubber time in your academics. Do you, do you get that English? Olodo time. You're doing poorly academically. You have missed your preoccupation. Not Joseph. Not Joseph. Joseph knew what he was out there to do and he gave his time to it. I want you to think about it. He was diligent. Let me show you something quickly. Genesis 39 verse 21. It says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. Now he's in prison. Alright? He refused to sleep with his boss's wife. He's in prison. And gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison com committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was what? He was the doer of it. Whatsoever they did, Joseph took the initiative. I don't think our living condition is okay. Let us begin to sweep. Let's make a roster. You sweep today, you sweep tomorrow, you sweep. Joseph was Anything they did, they took the initiative. This was his training to become a prime minister. Some of you don't know that your present role is a training for a greater role. And the way you handle that role right now will determine what God will put in your hand tomorrow. I want you to think about it. And you know that me, I'm self-employed. I can resume anytime. Go ahead. You have made up your mind not to go far with God. See, you've made up your mind. I studied some entrepreneurs and I found out that there were some of them that resumed as early as 7, some of them as early as 6.30. They opened their shops early. Before long, they were in, in command of great fortune. A business approach. 
I learned something from Bishop David Oyedepo. He was the one that, that sparked in me the business approach and ministry. I was a young guy. And he said, do you know that he has a business approach and ministry? He works 18 hours every day. Now he's in his sedentary years. He works 16 hours every day. He said, when they give me food, quickly I finished it. He doesn't ask, uh, what am I going to eat? Um, am I gonna, is it fried rice? Is it, is it salad? Is it, it doesn't have that time. He has a preoccupation. And I saw how the work was growing. This is as far back as 1996. I was 20 years old. I said, okay, God has called me. What is my office time? I was living under my parents. I was not in school yet. Because I'd come from a school that was on strike and many other issues there. So I did my housework. By nine o'clock, I'd gone to office. And I would sit down there and study till 12. It's break time. So when I became a pastor of a church, when I left the university, I practiced my work time. From 9 o'clock, I was studying till 12. From 12 to 2, I was on break to attend to other administrative matters. From 2 to 5, I'll close my office door. But how many people take their life that seriously and say from here to here is my work time? How many? They will take their work time and sit down and jeez. They don't know they've stolen from the work time. But what happens? The honor God should put on them has also been stolen. The other day I studied to a point my head was too full to take more information. And um, it was still time, work time. I said, my head, I said, let me go and sleep. I had a check in my spirit not to go and sleep. So I carried another book to the room. I sat on the floor and I was reading. And I discovered something I had not seen in a long time. Just because I had a business. God wanted to reward me for that sacrifice. The head was full. You're a laundry man. You don't wash people's clothes clean. Some of you turned your face. It's like some people are in the laundry business. <laughs> okay. God has revealed some of them. And you go there and say, I'm here to collect my suit. You say, oh, it's not ready. You will come back next tomorrow. But you said today, seeing the way things are, is a lie. You are preoccupied other things. So now, more customers that God should give to you, he will not give them to you because you are not diligent in your business.
I don't know why. I don't know why it's unbelievers that are going up and up and up. I don't know why. I don't know why. Sit down and ask the unbeliever. God said, seest thou a man. It is a seest thou a Christian. A man that is diligent. Hear me. In his business. He shall stand before kings and not before many men. But you, you will sleep and wake up at 6.35. Then you do your morning devotion till 8 o'clock. And those who are doing school runs have bought their biscuits and all that before your shop opens. Yes, shall I stop. The fact that you put there shall die there does not mean people will come and buy. He says the man that is diligent. I was listening to a man, he's a governor of a state now, and um, I don't want to say the state um, for some reasons. And um, he is not a Christian. He's a Western state. And he said something. One day I was listening to him. Uh, it was uh, a show and they were interviewing him before he became the governor of the state. And he said, um, I begin my work six o'clock in the morning. It got my attention. Six o'clock in the morning. When he explained how he organizes his day, I knew he was not a Christian. I said, this man should rule Lagos. So you wonder why God sometimes put unbelievers in positions. How many Christians can begin their work at six o'clock in the morning? He he was just talking. I, 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 at this time in the night, I switch off my phone. I don't receive phone calls in the night. At this time in the morning, I wake up. I'm like, this guy is so organized. He should win. Who are you? At six, you are turning on the bed like turntable. To the left. To the right. Oh Lord, remember me. Where? On your bed. Go and study your Bible. All God's men were early risers. All of them. Genesis 22. Let me just run that through. All God's men were early risers. Genesis 22. And um, let's begin from verse 3. Genesis 22, 3. Just show you all God's men were early risers. Verse 3. And Abraham rose up when? Late in the morning, very late in the morning. When did he rise? Early in the morning, early in the morning. Let me show you something else. Early in the morning, all God's men were early risers. Exodus 34 verse 2. And be ready in the morning. And come up in the morning unto the Mount Sinai and present myself to me in the top, uh, top of the mount. 
early rising. Joshua, so Joshua 6. Verse 12. And Joshua rose when? Are you seeing it? Joshua 7, 16. Want to read. So Joshua rose up when? Say, you don't like that early in the morning because you're not really early. If I say, and Joshua said, if it was prosper, I say, prosper. Early in the morning, my sleep. The pastor wants to take my sleep. Early in the morning, all God's men were early risers. All of them. David said, early will I seek thee, Psalm 63. Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, down my God, early will I want. Some of you seek late. Late in the morning will I seek thee. The time you wake up at 10 o'clock and you're saying, good morning, Jesus. It's good day, Jesus. The day has broken. <laughs> good morning, Jesus. Good day, Jesus. Mark 1 verse 35. And in the morning, rise up a great one before day. He went out and departed into a solitary place and then prayed. All God's men were early risers. When the Holy Ghost fell, the Holy Ghost fell 9 o'clock in the morning. And that would mean the people had to gather there before 9 o'clock in the morning. Your alarm goes ring, 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 you off it. Oh, nonsense is disturbing me. I will stop this alarm. It's always disturbing my sleep. You know why you're angry? You have no goal for your day. There's no reason to rise. When you have a business approach, there's a reason to rise every morning. You said, but this is what I want to achieve tomorrow morning. This is the reason why I want to achieve it. There's a reason to rise. Hallelujah. Joseph had a business approach. While he was in the prison, he paid attention to those on my scare, the baker and the, the Pharaoh's cupbearer. That was what led him to where? To, to Pharaoh. He became the prime minister of Egypt. Why? He paid attention to details. He noticed their faces. You have an I don't care attitude at work. Somebody comes to see your boss. Say, welcome. Who do you want to see? Oga, Oga no day. So when would he come? I don't know. Oga no day. 
Then someone walks in and says, Oh, good afternoon, Pastor David. One first or say, Oh, oh, are you the one? Pastor, <laughs> good to see you. I watch you every day on television. <laughs> I've seen it happening years ago. Some people don't know how it was because they didn't expect me. They expect me to maybe I'll come in like, Yeah, who is who's here? Good afternoon, can I see you? Okay, no, day. Please tell him, Pastor David. Hypocrites. Like the lady that was selling something to Joel Osteen and insulting him. And Joel Osteen was getting angry. But he said, no, he's a TV preacher. Let him just behave himself. So when the lady found I'm, I'm, I'm Joel Osteen, she said, oh, I watch you. I love your broadcast. You, you, you love who? The man you just treated anyhow right now. Every customer that comes there must be treated with value. God will look at you and promote you. I went to a bank. And when I got to the bank, a lady helped pay me the money. Somebody sold, gave me a sold a check into my life. And when I collected the money, the lady having helped me, they gave her dirty money. She changed it to clean, sharp money and gave me the money. And put some money to a possible credit. They said, wait a minute. Do you have a prayer request? And she started writing a prayer request. Then the other people were there said, put my own too. Which we all, we all, we all know what. She wrote her own. She was smart. That one brought dirty money. And she brought the clean ones out and gave it to me. I said, what is your prayer request? Write it for me. She treated one customer right. Now, what do you want by biscuits? How many? One. I beg a biscuit. Go, 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 go. I no place. You, you know you do it. Because it's only one. Why should you say for one? You don't know you could just be selling for that one, that honor for that one, be that little child. And God looks at you and honors your business. So he turned on the little child. But the boy said, Carton, okay. You wash your hand, you come because it's Carton. So you value them because they are rich. And you devalue them because they are poor. Is anybody learning something today? Have a business approach to life. What what are you what are you going to achieve this week? This new week in your business? Someone say, we know they sell. Oh, there are five shops selling the biscuit you are selling on that street. Five shops. So how will you sell? You must think of new ways. You go before the Lord. Lord, how do I sell? Says in that school, then I just started. There's no shop there in that school. So during break. 
You carry some of these students who need and you move into the school and you've told the authorities and you sell to them and now you're selling more than the five shops on your street because you had a business approach. See, the business is not a move. You will move it. Business is not moving. Okay. You go to prayer. You're there. You're in prayer. Father, why, why, why are people not coming to buy? You know that you deceive people a lot. All these things you have here at Bangkok. You lie that your cousin in the U.S. brought it. I don't sponsor liars. Start telling the truth. Okay. So when they come in now, say, ah, so this shirt, so where is it? Uh, it's from Bangkok. Say, ah, I don't buy Bangkok. That's what I sell. And because of your credibility, like Joseph, you refuse to lie. What happens? God honors your business. The American goose you want to start having starts coming in. Have a business approach. Have a business approach to everything you are doing. Let me close with Luke 2.49. Have you learned something today? It's like this message was too touching. Have you learned anything today? You're not very happy with me this morning. No? I said you should wake up early. Look at how mommy folded her hand here. <laughs> Says so you wake up early. That's <laughs> where so you're good. Luke 2.49 And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wish you not that I must be about my father's what? Business. Business. Jesus had a business approach to life. I must be about my father's business. I must be about my father's business. Your life is a business. You wake up early. You plan your life. At the end of this your life, there must be a gain. You must have become better than the way you started life. And if you keep improving your life like that, you're going to live very long. It will prolong your days. Why? You're creating value. You're creating value every day. But many, what do they do? All the focus on is the business of the face, the business of the hair. But they never make a business of their life. When you make up your mind, I'm going to upgrade my life. The way you met me yesterday is not the way you meet me today. I'm going to up upgrade my life. That guy has a business approach. While his mates are playing, after their BSc, he's going for his MSc. While his mates are still playing, 
He has been looking for a job. He couldn't get a job. He says, Uncle, can you sponsor me? I want to go for a master's program. He does his MSc. While on as a plane, he goes for his PhD. And he comes back to the lucrative market here in Bayelsa for PhDs. It's a lucrative market. And now, he's ahead of all his friends. They never made a business of their life. Some were sent to Malaysia. They were going to pregnant girls. See you Yibo babes. If you see babes, babes so stuffful everywhere. Oh boy, see you picking. Okay. You are a joker. When I was in school, I was not seeing babes. I had a preoccupation. I had two business on campus. One, to do well academically, and two, to pioneer a campus fellowship. Those were my businesses. So, fine. I don't care. As a professor, uh, I went to a bank one time on campus to pay. And there's this beautiful girl. Okay. <laughs> As a professor, my brother told me about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I finished collecting my money and walk out. I have business. They're looking at babes. Continue with babes. Your life will be bitter. You focus on your business. That's why if you ask me after service what a lady wore, I can't remember. Because when I came to church, there was a business on my mind. Deliver the word, inspire the people, strengthen the people, help them see God's word from God's perspective. Show them God's mind. And flew, flew. Say, did you see what this person wore? I can't remember. That was not my business. That's not my preoccupation. Well, you came to service. Your business should be the word worship. Did you see that chicala? May my prayer be say, may God just link us. That's why you never get anything from a service. Because you came here to look for a wife. Some of you came here to look for a husband. Say, Father, as I'm going, open his eyes. Focus on your business. And when you seek first the kingdom of God, which is your business, the husband you're looking for, the wife you're looking for, will be added to you by your heads in Jesus' name. Talk to the Lord.